everybody. Welcome to another episode of the HP Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. Here with me, the beautiful boys, Ben. Hello. And Brandon. Hey. Brandon, I have to comment. I, I don't want to be the guy that's always like, I'm going to point out the clothing you're wearing that people can't see. But this King's Island hat yes. is new. Uh, it's looking pretty It's fresh. very old, but yes, it's... It's well, new for I, you. Yeah, I just don't wear it very often. Hmm. I've stolen a lot of old hats from my father. Oh, no. Yeah. So... Have you been to King's Island? No. Oh. Where is that at? Uh, it's near Cincinnati. I think it's in... Yeah, it's in Ohio. I grew up about 20 minutes from there, maybe, at most. Is that like Geauga Lake? No. Okay, no, no. no. Opposite, no, no other side of the state. It's, okay. like, it, it's like an island. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Geauga Lake once, and it was just the water park, and you could see the original theme park or amusement park like a ways away but it was shut down yeah it was there was a sea world there too at one point sea world uh unless i'm getting my amusement parks mixed up i used to be an amusement park fanatic i wanted to go to all of it like i was always but now i'm just like okay yeah another ride i hate amusement parks no Uh, i was like 40 feet from the entrance of hershey park a couple weeks ago they have some nice rides but i was like i don't I don't even want to go in there. So we have a local amusement park. It's called Kennywood. It's mm. not really. It's in Pittsburgh. There's yeah. some amusement to be had in that park. I was going to say it's not local, but yeah, amusement too. It's, it's a lot more kid friendly. It's though. relatively local. Yes. It's um, the closest thing we have. But uh, I had someone that was very close to me that just went with their significant other. And uh, almost all the rides were shut down when they went. Really? Not because of rain, because they were out of out of order. Really? Literally, literally multiple. They watched as multiple things went up to the top of the thing and then it just stopped because it. So there's people on roller coasters sitting at the top. Yeah. So they made a guy walk up 300 some steps to go do whatever. And then they shut Push it down. Him down. They, they shut it down. Oh, has that ever happened to you? Have you ever been stuck on a ride? All of the no, major rides, all of the major rides that were there, they said. Three or four of the roller coasters, which there isn't a ton at this park, were closed. No, there's only like two actual roller coasters. No, there's like no six or eight. Well, they, there's they built a lot more, but they still, have two that are worth riding. Let's say, yeah, that are like steel yeah. roller coasters. So, I like the new one was shut down. Uh, the Black Widow near the entrance of the park was shut down. Like it, they were fucking disappointed as hell because it was just like this park's going to shit. Steel roller coasters are great and they're awesome but the the real magic is on wooden roller coasters no. that's where it's at i feel like uh i've been on a couple wooden roller coasters that i really liked but not very many mm. and the ones at kennywood i think are especially not good i don't think they're particularly good no now now speaking of king's island one of the most famous roller coasters of them all the beast the beast right is at king's island well all roller take. coasters are shit there's my take Kennywood recently made a new roller coaster. Finally, it's been a long time and it is purely Steelers themed. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. What is it called? Yeah, the iron cur- curtain or steel curtain, steel curtain, steel curtain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, what I mean. whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway, I'm just I feel like this is tacky as fuck. I hate it. I mean, people eat it up around here. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it's tacky. But to someone who is like bleeds black and gold. It's the best shit ever. There might as well be a fucking American flag roller coaster to them. Now, I I was about to make fun of Steeler fans and say they'll literally buy anything that has Steelers on it. Then I realized I'm pretty much the exact same way with pretty much anything video games. I'm just like, yep, I'll buy that. Yeah. Well, if you're not wrong, if it doesn't directly pertain to us, 
Fuck them. Fuck them. That's <laughs> yeah. So, I haven't been to Kennywood in a long time. You should take your kids. I don't like rides. I, yeah. Your kids? I don't know. No, yeah. I don't know. Now, hold on. There's an issue I want to get to the heart of real quick while we're on the subject before we move on. And I'm, this is something I've known about growing up with you, Brandon. You And you mentioned this a little bit ago. You hate roller coasters. I do. You hate rides. I just don't like rides at all. Why? I don't know. I will, I, I will ride some. But for the most part, I'm just like, I'd rather not. I mean, people are like, are you scared? And I'm like, no, because I will ride some of them. I just don't like it. I don't know what it is. Everyone thinks it's amusing. I just don't understand. And I don't you're like saying it, you're I, not afraid. I, I don't. If you were like, I'm I mean, kind of, they freak me out. I'd be like, OK, done deal. I mean, like the thing is, is like, I don't know. I just don't find it entertaining. You don't find it so amusing. I don't do it. I would rather sit down and eat. You know, like that's not shocking. Fair enough. Like for fuck's sake, I'd rather maybe just drag my balls through broken glass. I don't know. I'd rather wow. do anything else. I think there are a lot of things I would rather do than that. But no, <laughs> not at all. I I love roller coasters, but I hate the the spinny rides. Mm. I, and I mean, I don't mean I would rather go on a roller coaster with eighty six upside downs and forty six corkscrews and jerk my head around back and forth 900 times before I go on like the teacups that spin multiple ways. I'm fine with that. I I mean, I still don't like actively pursue that. I'd rather just like relax. That's my idea. Like mm. the like haunted house drive through things like that's great. And I just, I don't know from a young age, I've always not liked it. And You're that's terrified. my story and I'm sticking to You're it. Terrified. Mm. I mean, I'm a, I might be, it might be so repressed that I am incapable of saying that I'm afraid of it. I just don't think about it. And when everyone wants to go, I'm like, yeah, I'll see you at the end of the ride. <laughs> and I, I can't tell you how many hours I've sat. Like in high school, we went on a trip. You were there, Dustin. Mm -hmm. Right. To Cedar Point, which is yeah. like all fucking roller coasters. I literally just sat around the whole day. Yeah. I'm not even positive. I think I rode the Ferris wheel. That might have been one of the only rides I rode that day. Now, another question then. So the only time recently that I've been fearful on a ride was at Cedar Point. They have the sky swing. Yeah. I rode that and I was at the top and I'm like, I, I looked at Holly and I said, I'm I'm very afraid right now because it's so high up in the air and it's just slow moving enough. Would something like that bother you? Hmm. I mean, I ride those like those swings that kind of hold you just by chains. Right. So I. It doesn't it's like it doesn't make sense, really. Mm. And even Ferris wheels like I'll ride it to the top and I like fucking around and like moving the cart and stuff. It doesn't heights don't really bother me. I just mm. I'm more terrified of I mean, I, I feel like a roller coaster isn't fun unless it gives you some sort of fright. Sure. But yeah. I would I'm more terrified of Ferris wheels than I am of anything in the world. I'd rather just like go to a haunted house or something and mm. and, and, and get my spook that way. You know, see, but that's. For me, haunted houses are, it's kind of the same way I look at horror movies. Like, they don't scare me. I know it's not real, so it doesn't scare me. Therefore, the whole point of the enjoyment is gone. Something like Dustin and I saw Hereditary, which is a, a, a scary movie, but it's not horror or in the sense that, like, it scares you. It just messes with you. And that, I enjoy that. Right. Um, one of the craziest movies I ever saw, what is it called? Or, you know, I watched it a couple of years ago. It didn't bother me as much, but I watched The Strangers like 
maybe 15 years ago. I remember that movie. And that movie mess like I didn't that movie is supposed to be scary, but it's also like brain torture because it's like these people come for no reason and kill people. That messes with me more than like jump scares and stuff. I don't mm. if it's just a, a scary movie, I don't care about it. Just like I don't care about haunted houses. It doesn't doesn't intrigue me. I kind of feel the same way Brandon does about roller coasters. But. Yeah. I don't know, man. Fair enough. Consult the audience. What do you think? What do you think? Brandon, just a giant poussoir? Maybe. Is, Maybe is, not. Do, is his love of food too strong that he is incapable of getting on a machine to stop eating for at least five minutes? Now, if you could have, <laughs> if you could have Kenny Wood's famous potato patch fries while on the steel curtain, would you do it? No. Okay. I like ketchup. It would go everywhere. Damn. <laughs> this doesn't make sense, Ben. This is the darkest. I agree life. with you, but I'm just curious. <laughs> ben. Yeah. How's your week going? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. No, nothing spectacularly good or bad has happened. Fair enough. Yeah. Brandon. Uh, it's going pretty good. I got a, got a busy week hanging out with a bunch of people. Um, work's been fine. I don't know. It's g- going good. No, I'm fucking it. tired. I'm still struggling with the problem of my uh, shitty body. Oh, right. You well, know, we all have that problem. You know, but, you know, aside from the shitty body syndrome, um, I'm doing fine. <laughs> shitty body syndrome. That's an official diagnosed problem. It is now. <laughs> now, Brandon, there's something I'm excited about that we have not discussed really, but we're working on trying to do a Resident Evil 2 stream. Oh, yes. That probably won't be this. It's not this weekend, but maybe the weekend after. Mm-hmm. One, one sitting. One playthrough fuck it can it be done in one sitting how long is it i don't know that's all that's a long sitting but it could be done that's i want to do it just one night maybe a weekend is a better option but we haven't finalized the details that but we're working on it we're thinking about it but it might be something fun i just feel like i need to get it through do it one and done let's go then i won't have to think about playing it again so around 10 hours 10 hours that's not too bad so i've done that Especially if we're, like, passing it, it's not going to be that. Are you guys ready to talk about our dreams? Yeah, of course. Always. I mean, not really. I'm never ready, but I can think of something. Who would like to go first? I'll go first. Since, okay. Since Brandon clearly has no idea what to talk about. Uh, I might have... I don't know which ones of these are dreams and which ones are shout-outs here. So I'm going to... I might double up on one of them. Okay. Uh, I'm dreaming about two things. The first one is video game related. The second one is not. The first one is I'm dreaming a little bit about control. Ooh. And I don't know why because, and th- this might be part of the reason why, I'm almost like, I've almost consumed no media about it. I don't really know what the game is, which I, might be a common thing. I don't know what the gameplay is like, but just like I'm hyped for a game that I have no knowledge of to speak of, at least going into it. I mean, I, I've seen gameplay but barely uh so i'm pretty excited for that waiting for it to come out um that's a couple weeks here right uh that is pretty not next week but the week after okay so yeah like two weeks yeah so hopefully that will come sooner than later and then the other thing uh i'm dreaming about is this Saturday I'm going to see Iron Maiden for the first time ever. Dude, my dad's going to that. Is he? Yeah, he's actually coming up for it. 
I need to figure out. Fucking yell at them about Ion Maiden. <laughs> like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I'm trying to decide if I want to try to find a ticket. Still. The, the pretty good chances that they have no knowledge of that. It's pretty hot. Yeah. What'd the actual f- band does, at least. Quit borking. The you dog's probably, the borking dog, You probably can't hear it on the microphone, though. Bork. So, yeah, I was thinking about getting a ticket, but yeah. I don't know at this point if they're just going to be outrageous. Uh, I saw some on, like, StubHub for less than what I paid for mine. Oh. Uh, you know, I bought mine, you know, directly from the... Yeah, so you can get them for reasonable. For this sure. is at the arena. Yeah. Right. Now, whether or not you're going to be able to sit anywhere near where other people are that you know are sitting is a different story. I'm going to have Fucking, to be with the plebs. Yeah. Have you ever tried to price tickets for the opera at the Benedum? No. No. Are they expensive? Insane. Really? Worse seats, like $200, almost $40. Why were you? Because I want to go. To the opera? Yeah. Do you I know like, what an opera is? I like the symphony. Do I know what a fucking opera is? The ben? symphony is different than the opera. I know, but okay. I like all of that stuff. Do you? Yeah, I do, but I didn't expect you to. No, no, I listen to. I listen. Not that it's exactly the same, but I listen to classical music like all the time at work. Like not it, you, all but, the time. And okay, I, I, I just want to make singing. sure. Okay, I, I, all right. I, 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 just, I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> um, okay, so my dream, or I'm sorry, th- those were my dreams, and I know I was I, I went overboard, but my my shout out uh, is to Phil technically. Because Phil, Phil recommended, and Phil has made some good recommendations to me about about media, movies, television. He's also made some downright terrible recommendations. I'm always to black me. and white with Phil. Me too. I'm either 100% agree yeah. or 100% no, hard no. Yeah, hard no. Uh, but he recommended a couple months ago the show Glow. Oh. And I never really gave it a chance just because, I mean, I've been involved in watching other things when the few chances I get to watch things. And I am like three or four episodes in to Glow. I saw some other news about it on on, uh, Twitter and stuff, and I was like, I might as well give this a shot. I'm like three or four episodes in, and Phil, this is one of your good recommendations. This is not... You, this is not when you told me Tag was a good movie. Mm. Okay. This is a this is a good one. So thanks, Phil. Since you shouted out an appreciation of Phil, can I do an anti-shout-out on Phil? I am 100% on board with an anti-Phil. Okay. So he posted his article today about uh, it's okay to like bad games. Yeah. And in it, he mentions... Which I'm pretty sure I wrote a similar thing a couple of years ago, and I, I didn't look it up to see if it was similar. He said that... He liked movie tie-in games and that last generation, Toy Story, X-Men Origins, Wolverine, and uh, Cars uh-huh. were all games that reviewed well and that he liked, but he's mocked endlessly. Yeah, I don't think they reviewed well. Two of them. So Toy Story 3 and X-Men Wol- Origins, Wolverine is well known to be good games. Right. But he tried to slip Cars in there as... Being a well-reviewed game, uh-huh. I looked it up. It's not. Yeah. And so, you know, Phil, he trying to pull some of these sneaky moves since we make fun of him for playing the Cars games. Right. And uh, I'm not I'm not letting it slide. He's trying to um, what's what's the word whenever there's something that uh, Mandela effect. Mm. He's trying to Mandela effect the score out of existence. Right. And to being a good score. I've heard that Toy Story 3 game is very good. I never played that one, but the first Toy Story game back in the day was... For Super Nintendo. Yeah, it was stellar. Did you play Toy Story 2? I don't recall that. On PlayStation 1? It's entirely possible, but I don't recall. I really enjoyed that game. Yeah. Probably if I went back, it would be dog shit. Just just a pure guess there. Yeah. Brandon, would you like to 
give us a dream and a shout out, or do you want me to go? Go ahead. Do you want? Okay. So my dream, Ben. See, I wanted. I was dreaming about control as well. Well, you can still dream about it. I'll reiterate by saying different things. Okay. I'm kind of also in the the bandwagon where I've gone media blackout. Yeah. I played at the demo at PAX. Right. It was a fantastic demo. Mm-hmm. It was just enough to pique my interest. And I think that's what I like so much about this game. What I've seen is that it's such an obscure um, concept. You know, all I know is that it's like this oldest house, this government agency that's about investigating paranormal things and that there's weird shit going on. Remedy obviously has an amazing track record has made amazing games. Alan Wake, of course, right. is a classic, yeah, I would you, say. You can't beat it. Which was just free on Epic Game Store. Yes, it was. I was thinking about going back to it at some point. Alan but, Wake, man, that's one of those games. That was one of the, the very first games where somebody was like, you should check out this game. And I was like, I don't want to, but since you said it, I will. And I was like, I'm very glad I played that game. Right. So, yeah, I'm dreaming about Control as well. I want to give a... Shout out to my friend Sean Clinton, because him and I have been talking on Twitter about PC building. Uh We've been bouncing off ideas to each other and different stuff. And so I have my new PC built up. I'm very happy with it. Put in aftermarket cooler. And so he's just been a cool dude to talk about, to talk. Well, we're talking about it now, but talk with about PCs. So if you don't follow Sean on Twitter, you should definitely do that at German efficiency. Yeah. Brandon. Yes. He's a buff dude, too, He's, by the way. Dude, when I stood beside him, when we, we hung out with him yeah. uh, at E3, I was like, damn. Estrogen levels went up. My, my <laughs> estrogen yeah. levels did, yeah. <laughs> in, in your body. The pheromones were wild, yeah. for sure. <clears throat> yeah, probably. Uh, this is a continuation of last week's My Shitty Body series. Um, part two. Part two. Uh, I just want to piggyback. That was like three weeks ago, by the way. I just want to piggyback off of... <laughs> uh, you know, last time I talked about how I wish my body could run off of less sleep. This week's is I'm dreaming of a day when I can ingest multiple forms of media at once and still be able to uh, get something out of them. And I feel I like it. I feel like I'm slowly working towards this. Um, I've started to listen to podcasts and I'm absorbing them, maybe not as much as I would if I was just sitting in the car, but while I'm doing other work. Um, and I dream of a day when I'll be able to do something that's more thought intensive and do something else at the same time. Hmm. I get that because when I was a kid and by kid, I mean like, you know, 10 to 15 years old, I used to it would drive my everybody in the house crazy because I could watch television and read a book and listen to music at the same time. Yeah. And I probably didn't actually absorb it all as I should have. Now, I can't do that now. The best I can do now is play like a looter shooter and listen to a podcast at the same time. That's like the that's the tops I'm getting now and actually still getting anything out of either of them. But back in the day, I could do it and uh, I miss it. Yeah. I feel like you got to have the right podcast for the right task. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, I've been listening to a lot of true crime shit. I think I mentioned that. Um, I've started, I've burned through all of cereal. Um, all and, of it? Yeah, all of it. Nice. And I'm like 90 or so episodes into this new one called Criminal. Mm. Um, it's a little bit more digestible. It is about 20 minute episodes. 
um, and it's something new every time. Right. So it's a little bit more, you know, snappy, get to the point of the story, stuff like that. It's less of a long drawn out ordeal. Did you listen to Shit Town? I did. Oh, you did? I finished it, yeah. Did you like it? I did. Shit yeah. Town is fantastic. Yeah. I would honestly say of that style of podcast, my absolute favorite. Yeah. yeah. I think that for me personally, that podcast is its best in the first three fourths, and then the end starts to kind of fizzle out for me. I was kind of glad that it was ending. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was great. Um, I also picked up another one that just started. I can't remember the name of it, but it's really funny because it's also a true crime one. And it's about this guy called Ed Edwards that is, has done, you know, tons of murders. He's dead now. Um, he got capital punishment. Um, but for a little while, a couple of very familiar towns came up, um, Pittsburgh and Slipper Rock. He burned down a house in Slipper Rock. Yikes. Um, and he is suspected to potentially have killed somebody in Pittsburgh. So Uh in one of the episodes, it's actually really cool because I've been listening to these shows that are done or like have a ton of episodes. Right. And I just burned through them. This one is actually comes out every Thursday. Like I just listened to the recent episode and they were talking in correspondence with the Pittsburgh Police Department. Okay, which is really crazy because that's like (laughs) super close to our home. So it was also really interesting. Um, But shout out to podcasts. Um, It's a new form of media. And I've talked about it a couple of times really great um i needed some like much needed mental stimulation that wasn't like my typical ingestion of stuff right um and i've always found like abnormal psychology and stuff like that interesting um i've always dabbled in crime shows sherlock holmes etc um so shout out to podcasts man Um, another one for you and the listeners that's not along those same lines but still one i think you would like because of your interest in like human minds yeah it's called reply all it's all about show it's all about things on the internet that have to do with the internet but it all has a human element to it oh that's awesome yeah yeah and there's like hundreds of episodes at this point so you'll have no shortage of awesome yeah i and in fact this one criminal is still going on i think they release about two a month criminal yeah yeah great yeah and i've you know i've burned through like 90 episodes in like a week and a half so, I mean, they're only 20 minutes, but um, that other one is called The Clearing, the one about the the, the Pittsburgh. Okay. He, he had a stint everywhere. I mean, I just want to, you know, he was in Arizona, et cetera, et cetera. But the fact that it was so close to our home yeah. <laughs> was actually really, really interesting to me. Um, so check those out. Um, but shout out to podcasts and uh, here's to hoping. If you have any suggestions um, for like listeners, how do you multitask better? Send it in. How? And uh, something that I learned in psychology was that, and, you know, I might catch a little bit of flack for this, but women tend to be able to multitask better just because mm. of the way their brains are wired. This is what I've been told in a college class. So I think um, that's true. Um, we, what, we are men and we can say yeah. that women are better at something. That's okay. And so like, um, it'd, be, it'd be different if it was, the I'm opposite. wondering if I'm kind of working against something, not to say that I can multitask, but that I'll maybe never be able to reach the potential that I want, but mm. Here's to trying. I'm going to give it the good old college try. Um, but shout out to podcasts. Shout out. shout out to multitasking. That is it. Cool. I don't have a lot of news for you guys this week, but I do have a big meaty topic at the end that uh, I think will be really interesting. First one. So Nintendo. Yeah. Recently, we had an SEC filing that uh, they are uh, the, basically the filing is for uh, Super Nintendo controllers for the Nintendo Switch. 
So as you remember, there were NES controllers when they released uh, Nintendo online for the NES games. So clearly we've already heard that there were some Super Nintendo files in the NES app and that uh, so now it seems like this is all but confirmation that Super Nintendo games are coming. Is this exciting for you guys? It's exciting. I don't think it was ever a question of if. It was just a matter of when. Uh, right. We all kind of knew that was a cash cow they were waiting to, to cash in their chips on. You would think, but Nintendo doesn't always cash in those chips. You're as right. As you would expect. You're right. But I think the bigger thing with Nintendo is that when they do come around the stuff, it's a year later than everybody wanted them to. Yeah. And that's kind of what seems to be happening here. So, I mean, it's exciting to me. I think what will probably happen is that I won't take advantage of it as quickly as I should, just like I did with everything else within the switch mm. yeah it's it's something that's really interesting for me because it's something that i pop into every once in a while but not something that i consistently do something that would interest me more would be newer games like um game boy games n64 games mm. so just like a little bit 3ds later. games you know something that not to say that there <sighs> there aren't games that are older that have a lot of depth but I would be more interested in seeing them switch a little bit. I, I don't think the 3DS would ever do that because it's it's still a mainstream product. But maybe DS games. I don't know. So right. Well, you did see Wii or Wii, DS emulation on the Wii U. Right. Yeah. At one point. Yeah. So, so yeah, these controllers, if they're like the NES ones, then they'll be probably thirty dollars for both. Uh. The question I wanted to pose to you guys is when the service launches, what games would you like to see on it? You got to have the Donkey Kongs. They got to be on there. Donkey Kong Country. One, two, three. Yes. Stat. For sure. Okay. Uh, those are those are three of the best ones. I mean, in my book. Well, the first two are the, two of the best. The third one's fine. Right. Uh, I don't know, Brandon. What what other Super Nintendo games? Um, Any of the Contras, I guess. Contra? Okay. Yeah. I'm really excited. Those were NES, weren't they? Uh, they're Super Nintendo Contra. Okay. Super C, I think. Yes. Right? Yeah. So I really want the RPGs, of course. Right. Just because it's hard. It's harder more and more to play. The, the long games are great on the Switch just because you take it with you. So Final Fantasy VI, Earthbound, um, both I think would be fantastic gets for Kirby. the service. Kirby? Any of the Kirby's. I mean, they're all so similar, but Kirby Superstar yeah. for uh, Super Nintendo yes. is, is a very good one. But I'd like to see some weird, obscure titles on there, even though I'm wondering what how far Nintendo will go outside their own library for something like this, which they've surprisingly done a lot of for the uh, the NES library. They've right. got some some weird ones in there. I want to see Mortal Kombat. You had a couple of Mega Man games on the SNES, don't you? Uh, yeah, the X series. Yeah. Well, there's also, I think, a couple of the the normal numbered ones. Mm-hmm. But there, it's mainly was the the X series, which would also be awesome. So I'm wondering if we're going to see pretty much a copy of the Super Nintendo Classic Library. I'd say start. you'll see some of those for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon, dude. I never played the original Harvest Moon. I played it years later, but I played it. Um, I don't know that it's a game I want to play again, but Harvest Moon is like a, you know, the people who like it love it. And that would be a big hit. 
Do you guys remember that before Switch came out, there was a big rumor about GameCube emulation on it? I do remember that, yeah. Do you think that's still a possibility? That's what I'm saying. That's what I want. I mean, I guess, honestly, it's just like how how much money does Nintendo want to make? And they don't seem to care <laughs> about that question. Yeah. You know, like, you know, you uh, what do you put out? Fucking Brawl? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. You put out Brawl on Switch and you just fucking... Well, I don't know, you though. Mean melee. Yes. Yeah. Well, either. I Brawl mean, I would, guess. I mean, people would buy anything Super Smash, but yeah. Melee would be the, the moneymaker right But there. also, it, it, it's really interesting if they did something like that, too, is because it just got removed from Evo. Right. So, like, that would be an interesting move if they released it and now it's not a part of the mainstream biggest fighting tournament. Yeah, but, but that's still part of the... It's every, still part of the crowd. Yeah. Don't get e- me wrong. Everybody who know, who wants to play competitively is an ace at that game. Right. But sometimes I wonder with those things, if Nintendo has a backwards way of thinking, like they don't want to distract from their new main products by releasing, like if they were to release melee, then that might distract people from ultimate. Right. Yeah. I could see what you're saying there, but I don't agree. I don't agree with it either. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're going to buy one, you're, you're going to buy the other. Why? get a Nintendo online subscription when you can just get a Raspberry Pi and never shut up about it. That's right. Yeah. Why, I, mean, I stole that. That wasn't original, but yeah, I think the GameCube emulation would be sweet. I've always, I've never played uh Mario sunshine all the way through. They, I'd like to, they have GameCube controllers for the switch already. Don't they? Yeah. Yes. For smash. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I was going to say with the regular smash controllers, or I'm sorry, the regular switch controllers, I'm wondering if there are games that would not work as well. Maybe not, because there's still two joysticks and the D-pad and everything. So, Here's something I was thinking. We reviewed the, I can't remember the name of the product, the HDMI plug yeah. for Nintendo 64. And it was a very cool product, but we were sampling some Nintendo 64 games. And I was thinking, these games just aren't that good. Most that's, of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's why, um, you well, know. Superman 64. That's great. That's why I'm like the newer stuff is going to be king. I mean, it's a great jolt of nostalgia. I can't take anything away from that, but I would like to see some older, heftier titles like Mario Sunshine. I I mean, whatever, you know, an an older Mario Party game, the one that's actually good instead of the hot trash they just put out. Yeah. You know, like whatever. See, I feel like the Super Nintendo games, just thinking out of context from the you know nintendo online stuff but super nintendo games way better than super nintendo than nintendo 64 games by and large it depends on what you're looking for i don't like i i don't like it as much but i also am a different kind of gamer interesting it's interesting that you say that mario sunshine is an older game because you're right it's 17 years old but it's also it came buy, out when I was almost graduated from yeah, high school. I, I can so. buy six next year, Ben. I know. It doesn't feel like an older <laughs> game to me. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Let's move on to the next one. Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft have come together and they have made a statement that they are going to require loot box odd disclosure on games. So I just wanted to see... What you guys thought about this? Obviously, this is probably a response to worries about regulations and things like that. Um, but is this helpful, you think? 
for me, I don't really buy loot boxes a whole lot anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's just not the type of gamer I am. But I think that if they have odds on there, I am personally, a lot of people may be less likely to buy them. Uh, but I'm personally more likely to buy them because then I'm like, okay, well, my odds are at, le- at least I know the odds as opposed to I'm probably never going to get that thing. Right. Um, so for me, that I actually think it may be uh, they'll pick up some people who would not have otherwise purchased microtransactions. Um, I think it's also good when an industry regulates itself rather than letting the government or waiting for the government to do it. Right. Because I think we know it's it was coming eventually one way or another. I think you might be right about encouraging some people. When I was playing Dragalia Lost uh-huh. very heavily, they disclose all of the whatever, your your chances of getting stuff. And I thought, hmm, this $10 pack, I'm guaranteed to get one of these three. Mm-hmm. And I think all of them are great. Right. So. Well, that's with Mortal Kombat on the iPhone. Yeah. They already disclose all their... Is that an App Store requirement? Uh, Maybe. Yeah, it might be. I don't know. Whether it is or not, it encouraged me to... Like, I wasn't going to buy something, and Brandon pointed out to me that those odds were there, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll go for that. And then there was another thing I thought, this looks like a better deal, and I saw the odds, and I was like, nope, not going to do that. Yeah. Of course, that was in-game currency, too. I wasn't spending real money, but still, I I wouldn't have wasted my in-game currency on something with less odds right for me personally it's kind of like null like i could care less i mean i know loot boxes are fucked half the time you know the house usually wins but i mean i guess it's nice to have more data i agree you know it's it's nice i guess no but that's still not going to change the shitty percentages you know right yeah exactly they're probably not changing anything or maybe they will if they're saying now like oh these are out in the open maybe the percentages actually go up so it doesn't show how big of a scam they're running yeah and we're really just looking at a number on a page how do we know that it's actually 10 percent? well you know <laughs> i don't know you know what i mean i no, think really. there'd be some serious legal implications if they were to put on there it's 10 percent, and it was actually five i'm not saying but i'm saying like yeah yeah you know yeah yeah i don't know i think ben also you're right about the fact that it's better for the i feel like this is like a doer like they have to do this right or else that's going to be done for them. Yeah. It's going to be like, done for them. And the thing about it is, if they don't do this, I would imagine whatever Congress, uh, notoriously large group of gamers, obviously, uh, whatever Congress comes up with and imposes on them is going to come with more strings attached rather than less. So if they can show a good faith effort, I think they may be able to avoid some you know, government interference there. This might already be the case, but I was thinking about this and I'm like, okay, so... They want to regulate the the odds put on, and I don't know if this is a it's this can't be necessarily geared towards the kids buying loot boxes, but there has been the discussion about loot boxes teaches kids about gambling, blah blah blah. If you buy a pack of Pokemon cards, does it tell you the odds, or on a whatever? It doesn't have no, to be Pokemon. like no trading cards really have that. I mean, when I used to buy hockey cards um, back in high school, college, uh, the Box would say, like, guaranteed one jersey card or something like that. A jersey card, for those who don't know, is a card with an actual piece of a player's jersey, like, in it, in the card. Right. Um, those were, like, high, highly desirable for a while. Depending on what player you got, it could be worth thousands of dollars. And it didn't tell you, like, percentage of getting a jersey card of Sidney Crosby or something. It just said a jersey card. And I would actually 
root through them and say and like look for the one that had the best offer on the box, mm -hmm. saying what it could possibly include. But as far as percentages know, like you could get a box. They're not going to do this, but conceivably, you don't know if you're going to get a box with all rookie cards in it and those players are going to be amazing, or if you're going to get a box with a bunch of old washed-up has-beens, you know, right. or somewhere in between. So really, that that's the thing that baffles me, is there are there are restrictions put on, uh, or they're talking about restrictions on video games and loot boxes and stuff like that, but you have these other industries, parts of the industry that are just sitting, you know that meme with that, uh, like, Muppet-looking dude who's kind of like, nervously looking at the camera and then kind of looks away your favorite meme my favorite one right it looks like phil even though it doesn't <laughs> um like all those other industries like the trading card industry are sitting around looking like that right uh like oh i hope they don't find us next because they're basically gambling uh you're gambling on getting a a higher end card as opposed and you know trading cards like pokemon digimon whatever Whereas in video games, you're spending less money usually for, you know, quantifiably less product. And they're getting a lot of uh, scrupulous speculation or uh, investigation and stuff. I wonder how, how much like physically owning something factors into that as well. Yeah. Because regardless of whether you get something shitty or not, you're physically owning something on a card, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I have a question about sports cards. And the jersey card. Yeah. Are the jerseys worn by the, those players yeah. for Tip one game? I mean, that, typically, that's the that's the pitch, at least. Okay. You don't have any guarantee that they did, but that's what's supposed to be the case, yeah. Are they still stanky? You wouldn't them? know because they're enclosed in plastic. Mm. They're usually under some kind of cover. But, yeah, that's the the idea there is that you're getting a card with a piece of a jersey someone wore in a game. Mm. Does it have, I have a lot DNA of on it? We could someone someone could test that though. Theoretically, yeah, they could test. Well, I don't know. But I mean, they in all actuality, let's say they do wear them. They probably wash them afterwards and yeah. then cut them up. I would imagine so. They probably wash them hard. You know, like make sure that there's no pee stains or whatever on it. Probably the Damn, the, dude. the really interesting thing. <laughs> the really interesting thing about it is the pieces are typically so small that I have to imagine. You know, one jersey, one jersey could, and, and you're not guaranteed to get the same jersey in every pack or anything. Right. So realistically, you could get one jersey from a player for that entire year's, you know, set of cards that's going out, uh, and get enough of those jersey cards for that specific player out of one jersey. Theoretically, I remember being at my local comic book store once when, uh, no, you know what? This was a different memory. Hold on. When I was growing up, there were some kids that lived down the road. And I remember them unboxing an entire box of Pokemon cards. Like they bought the whole box of right. packs. Yeah. Did you ever get to do that? I did that with Hero Clicks. It sounds so satisfying. Yeah. So Hero, you know, Hero Clicks is like a miniatures game for those who don't know, and it's based on superheroes typically. Um, and a lot of them are licensed. Actually, the majority of them are licensed for different Marvel or DC or whatever. Yeah. And those. You know, you could buy a brick of them and you and they're still based on rarity and everything. So you may or may not get the piece you're looking for still, even if you don't buy the whole brick. But, yeah, I did that. Um, man, I've spent too much money on little plastic. That's why I don't go for any collectibles or anything anymore, because like in my lifetime, I have spent more money on physical CDs, little plastic people and T-shirts 
for bands or shows that I liked right. than I ever want to admit. And that's why in the last like maybe close to 10 years, I haven't bought any of that kind of stuff because hmm. I'm just like, I'm, I'm a shameful 31 year old man with my attic full of collectible figurines that are worthless now. It happens. It happens. It's going to happen to me. <laughs> so Minecraft back in the zeitgeist right now. Have you guys noticed this? I have noticed it's been it, a yeah. resurgence. Anyway, I saw this pop up and I thought it was really funny. Uh, do you guys remember in 2017, the no. Xbox pre- press conference that they announced the super duper graphics pack, which was like the basically the graphics mod that you see on PC only on yeah. official. They posted a uh, thing on their Minecraft blog saying that the graphics pack was ceasing development. And uh, they were saying, you remember us announcing this in 2017? Super Duper was an ambitious initiative that brought a new look to Minecraft. But unfortunately, the pack proved too technically demanding to implement as planned. We realized it's disappointing for some of you. There was a lot of enthusiasm for the Super Duper from inside and outside the studio. But unfortunately, we aren't happy with how the pack performed across devices. For this reason, we've stopped development on the pack and looking into uh, other ways for you to experience Minecraft with a new look. So just this is interesting to me because this is years in the making. Yeah. And they're just like, eh, nope. And it was probably in development before they announced it, too. Right. Because yeah. they had it sh- running. I mean, they had yeah. it in the trailer running. Right. I get it because... I mean, unless you're going to say this is console or, you know, device specific, it's really hard because what every device that has a screen now can run and and any kind of input control can run Minecraft. I mean, I think your car stereo can probably run Minecraft at this point. Right. If you have the right mod for it. So getting it to perform correctly with the right graphics across all platforms is probably a monumental task. Now, with that said, Minecraft is also a billion 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 dollar property right so i don't i don't know they must have there must have been something they were like this will never be good enough why can't the pack the graphics pack just run on pc and xbox one x because then they're kind of shitting on their their console i guess but they've already been shitting on it for i know but like i don't know it's also one of the biggest ips that's out there so like if they're like hey one of the biggest games in the world. I thought it's just it's like, it, sorry, this simply cannot run on the chonky old <laughs> Xbox one. Yeah, it just doesn't work right. Yeah. So this if you want this mode, it has to be on Xbox one X. That's how it works with other games is that there are exclusive things only for yeah. uh, the superior console. I suppose so. I mean, you're probably not wrong there, but I also know like. I, I guess I'm I'm so out of the loop on the Minecraft ecosystem at this point. I don't know how almost any of it works. Like I played Minecraft heavy in 10 years ago, let's yeah. say. I played for a good 18 months straight and then even some here and there after that. Uh, but I haven't even turned Minecraft on or installed it on the device in five to seven years at, at minimum. Mm. And I'm like, I don't even understand how they're, ecosystem works how do they make money still like from is it just new purchases or do they have other ways to make money there's like the skins and stuff okay but the skins used to be free you could just make any skin and put it on your character and i think you still can do that to some extent but they make like character skins license like you can get star wars skins you can get and textures yeah 
So you okay. can get all new look. You get Skyrim skins. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think they're still just probably making a ton of money from people buying it on multiple consoles. Because dumb people like me who bought it on PC, PS4, Xbox, Switch. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's still probably plenty of those too. iOS. iOS. Yeah. Uh, I bought it there too. I'm yeah. trying to figure out how much, how many devices I bought Minecraft on. Yeah. Probably around five. Right. I would say. But the fact that I can still hop onto my computer, I, I imagine, I'm not positive on this, but I can still hop onto my computer and download the copy that I purchased, you know, an updated copy, but that I purchased in alpha for nine bucks or 10 bucks or something. I just did that the other day. Did you? Mm-hmm. The fact that I can do that and still play it is awesome. Yeah. Like the fact that there's a game that has existed that long and is still getting updates. Special shout out to Minecraft. I finally tried out the crossplay the other day and I was playing on my PC. Holly was playing on the switch. It was a pretty seamless experience. It was a very weird feeling having her play on the switch and I was playing on PC. It was like this yeah. feels like it shouldn't be possible, but it was man. Let me just take a minute to reminisce here. Okay. In 2000, I want to say 10, I had a, I had another gaming website back in the day and we had a server that we had lots of people in Christian Minecraft. server. <laughs> it was, it was not a Christian Minecraft <laughs> server by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but like people making crazy stuff in there and, like a lot of mods in there. It was really cool. We had a whole message board on our website about it. Uh, I sunk countless hours into Minecraft. Um, We had articles on the site. We had Minecraft Monday, which was um, either news or uh, the one guy would go in and do crazy stuff and then write stories about it. And that was one of our like biggest, I'm talking thousands of hits a week from that. Minecraft was just so big and I'm out of that out of that atmosphere, I'm, I'm not really familiar with it, but it seems to be just as popular as even if not more than it was then. The Minecraft YouTubers are still really very big. That's, yeah, that's crazy. PewDiePie, I think, kind of helped with that reinsurgence. Really? Yeah, that <laughs> that resurgence. Yeah, he he's been doing some Minecraft videos, and he obviously has like a how, lot. How many followers? Yeah, quite a few. Are you guys ready for the main topic? Yes. And this one it, is different for us because i don't think we've normally gone over things like this but i feel like it's important in a way now than before that's irrelevant especially to this podcast is this about your sex life it can be no it's, it definitely is not <laughs> okay so as we know there were two horrific shootings not was it last week or the week before 10 days ago now. recently yeah. yeah very recently that happened back to back and you know Obviously, those are absolutely terrible tragedies and things that we are still feeling the the ripples as a as a country on how we how we deal with these things, right? And so, since those two things happened, we've seen a particular targeting of video games mm-hmm. again, like it's you know the '90s all over again. So, specifically, the few things that have happened that have really stirred this up is that we had some politicians saying that we needed to look into violent video games. We had the president talking about how something has to be done about violent video games. Uh, Apex Legends, there was going to be a tournament on ESPN that they pulled off the air due to the shootings. And most recently, Walmart, uh, this was kind of a fiasco because 
Walmart said they were taking down any kind of signage and advertisements that had to do with violent video games. And then there was a whole thing with IGN where there was some kind of miscommunication and IGN reported that they were completely removing games from store shelves. That was not the case. Right. So it's just the signage. So and maybe not even permanently. And yeah, not permanently. Right. There's just a. For the time being, right. as we are currently fresh off the heels of these uh, this event, these events, unfortunately. Yeah. So I don't even know where to really start with this other than. Obviously, the take that we have is that like violent video games don't cause these things, and that's proven with science numerous times. Yeah, but I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't know. I just think it's an easy thing to target. And so I think that's why it gets a lot of uh, leverage, you know, Um, I feel like there's an entire generation that doesn't understand it as much because it wasn't around. And so it's easy to say, hey, this is the problem Mm -hmm. because they don't get it. Um, I also think that, like, when does it stop? Why aren't movies in the conversation? There's been more fucked up movies in the past 10 years than there's ever like like the most fucked up movies like, you know, like Human Centipede. I mean, yeah. And like, you know, snub films were around in the 90s. And, you know, was that because of video games? They did just cancel the release of a movie that I can't remember what I was. I was at a rest stop driving home from New Jersey when I was reading about it. And then I ended up leaving. But there some movie was just canceled because of. Yeah, this whole situation. I just think it's a very slippery slope to fall down. And at the end of the day, it's about personal accountability. You can blame anything in the world for your own shitty actions. But at the end of the day, it's because you made a shitty choice. I'm was, you know, obviously we don't have the right answer and no one has the right answer. Yeah, it's just speculation. What I was going to say is along the same lines as Brandon just said with uh, about movies and music and stuff like that. What's the line? You know, it's, it's a snowball. It's not even that. It's like, we are specifically going to say that video games, which they've done studies. And I don't know how authentic those studies are. Cause how many people do you ask have movies or have video games ever made you want to kill someone? And they say, no, like, you know, you don't know if they're telling the truth or not. I don't know how those studies are conducted, but I also want to preface it with, I know that video games put you in the driver's seat as opposed to movies or music where you're watching or hearing someone else do those things. But like, if we're going to take down uh, posters or advertisements for violent video games, you got a couple questions to ask. One, what is violent? Is Minecraft, you know, to bring that back up since we were just talking about it, is Minecraft violent? Because you can kill each other. Right. Uh, That's not what we're talking about, most likely. Are we looking at uh, music? Let's specifically target rap music, which all three of us like. So we're not dissing on rap music just for the sake of dissing on it, where they talk about crazy stuff. Um, no, or that's or that's not part of the conversation. Are we talking about movies? Some of which, like uh, you know, glorify mass murderers and um, in, or even just violence in general. No, because Hobbs and Shaw is making way too much money at the theater right now. So like. Why specifically do you want to do we want to target these games that they've actually done study? They haven't done studies on movies causing mm-hmm. violence. They haven't done studies on uh, music causing violence. They haven't done all those studies that I'm aware of. They, it's entirely possible they have. But we never hear those things brought up after these types of events. We never uh, hear 
anything about them. And they certainly didn't take down, you know, posters from Mission Impossible where people get shot and die. Uh, and not that that was super recent, but, but yeah. you know, you have movies about uh, Norse mythology and you have, or I'm sorry, you have games about North mythology and you have games about call of duty where you're literally murdering people. And I still see those signs up at Walmart. Not that I've been to Walmart in the last two weeks, but I'm sure they're still there. Right. Um, for, for those movies, but video games is a, is a target because it's something that there are generations of people, movies and music go cross generational. Yeah. Video games are still inherently seen as an under 40 and they're seen more so as an under 20 activity. Right. And we know guaranteed that's not the case because of the studies that the ESA has done on the, that, the demographics. But it's just b- baffling to me. Like if you think that removing violent images from video games or violent video game advertisements is a worthwhile cause or a worthwhile endeavor, I don't agree with you, but I would support you doing something if you held it. The, everything else to the same standard. Yeah. If you remove everything that can be considered violent from every store shelf, uh, or, you know, at least the advertisements of it, but you were consistent about it, then I get it. I don't agree, but I get it. Yeah. But like, uh, then you have to decide yeah. what's violent again. So it, okay, yeah. I've rambled. I just think it's easy. I, I, I think that's what it comes back to. And I agree with you. Like, you know, oh, there's all this violence in music, but like we've been listening to music for forever. Right. You know, and oh, look, there's all this violence in movies. Oh, well, Wild, Wild West movies, they've been violent for forever. Right. Right. You know, like it's easy because there's... How many times did Audrey Hepburn get slapped in a movie? That's what I'm saying. Like it's because it's the easiest target and, and it could be anything. If there were any sort of form, form that was there that could we could point the finger at instead of pointing it at something else, maybe because it's the easiest it's 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 easiest to shift the blame on something else um and you know i agree with you ben take down the catcher in the rye that one guy killed a bunch of people and he and he read the catcher in the rye let's let's take down all the books let's take yeah. you know you know like it's so idiotic that i i don't even understand how a parallel can be drawn and i agree there are some points that make sense you know like like you said, Ben, it puts you. It gives you the choice to literally enact a representation of violence yourself in the Catcher in the Rye, or you know, American Sniper. You're not. You're reading about somebody else, but I mean, still, like, Brandon, you brought up. Well, in that case, we should only do away with first-person shooters and not third. Well, that's person. what I'm saying. Like, I'm playing Nathan Drake. Shit, like he's killing people. I'm not. Right. Right. Like it. It doesn't. I, I think there's this huge problem that it's like common sense gets thrown out the window right when anything comes to like political shifting of blame it's like think just like go with your gut and i mean really go with your gut not not some like veil of political bullshit like go with your gut does this make sense Brittany? you mentioned well you both mentioned about personal responsibility and i got a what is probably going to be unpopular opinion for some of our listeners, but I think we've earned the right with our listeners to voice what we really think. Right. Sure. So I guess the thing that I'm finding frustrating, seeing the conversation about the, the violence and the video game specifically is that there's a lot of people saying like, well, you, you're just putting the blame on something 
oh, the putting a blame on something that's not the actual root cause. Right. I'm like that. You got to be careful if you start using that logic for a lot of people, because that exact same logic can apply to the whole banning of guns. Right. right? It's like nobody cares about putting blame on the actual person to do something that's done something. And I guess there's the arguments like, well, why is this happening now when it wasn't happening before? Why is it more now than ever before? So I don't know. I just find that a little bit of a, I guess it's not a hypocritical sense of logic, but a, yeah, I guess it's hypocritical. Do you know what I mean? Well, next time there's a stabbing, start taking out all the knives. I don't know. Like, it doesn't someone's going to find a way to do something shitty regardless and let's look at the actual problem for what it is like right. i said it goes back to common sense like look at the actual problem and you know don't politicize it make it is make it exactly what it is i think it's always interesting with this whole problem is that there's always it's always has to be one single thing right is 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 what we need to do in order to fix the problem. Whether it's like, get rid of video games, violent video games, that will solve the problem. Get rid of guns, this will solve the problem. Do you have, know what I mean? It's have like better systems for kids in schools because they're not, you know, you know, yeah. When in reality, it's so many different reasons that this person did this, right? And what are you gonna, you know? I would like to actually get a non-biased study on. And good, good luck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there, everyone has inherent bias. I, I know it's impossible, but I'd like to get a non-biased study on the frequency and amounts and stuff like that of actual, to use the actual terminology, mass shootings, because I know there are specific things that Department of Homeland Security or someone, uh, I could be wrong, has determined to be a mass shooting versus gun violence versus everything else. And then I would also like to see, I'm sure it'd be easy to find out, but like, let's just find a chart that shows mass shootings and then compare it to uh, everything. But one of those things we should include in there is like 24 hour news. Thank you. Because I don't remember, not to say they weren't happening, but 20 to 25 years ago, I don't feel like there were as many. And don't now somebody's going to say, well, call them mine. Yes, you're right. There were mass shootings. I'm not saying there weren't. But how many uh, mass shootings were there and how much did we know about them and how much were they in our consciousness without the 24 hour news cycle, without CNN and Fox News, without every website on the Internet? being able to report about it in a heartbeat. And also one thing I didn't think about before talking about music, the guys who shot up Columbine were obsessed with Ramstein. And I don't remember anybody saying we should ban Ramstein. Right. You know, whether you and Ben, I'm with you here and I think you've touched on a very important point and we're getting slightly off the topic of video games, but I think it's important because I've literally have not heard really anyone say this. I don't care whether you think that it's guns need to be banned, whether it's video games need to be banned or whatever. Why is nobody willing to be like, huh, maybe the way that we report on these things, the way the media reports on things could be part of the problem. Right. Like no one seems to think to want to call them out on that. Right. We have a a media that is starving. Right. No one gets no one watches TV anymore. No one's buying cable subscriptions. So these these cable outlets that have uh, is starving for viewers, starving for an audience. I'm like, there's no way that when they see these things. 
that there's 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 a monetary aspect. There's something to be gained monetarily when these things happen. Yeah. And yeah. how they're reported. Yeah. If you uh, haven't there's watched no the, arguing against that. If you that. haven't watched the newsroom, the show The Newsroom, you should watch it. It's on yeah. HBO. You can access it through HBO Go or whatever. Watch it's two or three seasons long. It's one of the best pieces of of uh you know, cinematography or, or right. not cinematography, but it's one of the best pieces of media I've ever consumed. Yeah. And it very much like makes you think about like the actual kind of mentality and atmosphere in an actual newsroom when one of these mass incidents ha- yeah. or one of these big incidents happen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Regardless, it's, um, it's very obviously a, a, a complete shame you know, it's unthinkable and you could sit here and speculate everything. Right. Um, you know, but I just think as someone who loves video games and has seen so much good done from them and has had so many good experiences, I am not willing to even let two bad apples ruin an entire bunch, you know, yeah. just... Part of what I was saying earlier about like removing things but not being consistent, the one of the outcries is, well, they, you know, they're removing advertisements about violent video games, but they didn't remove the guns. Now, I'm someone who doesn't think that removing violent video games is going to help that. I'm also someone who doesn't think, by and large, that removing guns from stores is going to help decrease incidents like this. But let's, so I disagree with those, but let's go on a thing here. If you're going to remove violent video game advertisements, then you also should, if you're following your own logic, remove guns or at least their advertisements, remove violent movies and music and their advertisements, like at least be consistent. And even if I don't agree with your logic, right. I'll give you some credit. Yeah. But singling out one thing in an obvious sea of thousands of things yeah, it's, is ridiculous. It's like that's so insanely biased. You're, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's, it's just crazy. And I go back once again to the common sense. It makes no sense. It's literally just pandering. Right. You know, like, would anybody actually have been mad if they wouldn't have take the, taken those? Nobody probably would have thought about it, but you, I mean, maybe somebody would have thought about it. But, like, if you didn't make it a thing, it wouldn't have maybe been a thing at all. Right. You know, did Target do that? No. Yeah. Or does that mean they support mass shootings? Mm-hmm. I think no. the Walmart specific thing is because one of the one of the events happened in a Walmart. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's well, why. Specific, but still, the point goes. Well, if one of the events happened in the Walmart, why is the poster for Kingsman still on the wall? You know, yeah, like, or like every mall shooting that happens across America. Like, uh, are you going to take down everything violent in the mall? Right. I don't know. It's the the one other thing I wanted to mention that we can wrap it up is that it just it's interesting to me that for some of these politicians it's like they want to deflect the conversation off of gun control right and they want to so they pick escapes scapegoat, it's a scapegoat which in this situation is video games and i'm like why wouldn't you i feel like the the angle of the psychology the science the media the way that these things are covered is so much easier of a sell right but i'm like surely there's money in people's pockets and sure. specific reasons why we don't want to look at some of the actual realities of why the potential reasons on why these things are happening. Right. I don't know, it's very frustrating yeah. for me. It is, you know, when <laughs> Fios is lobbying these politicians and, you know, right. 
want to watch more TV. You know, yeah. it's just it's crazy. And as I said, obviously, completely undeserving tragedy happens every day, and you know nobody deserves that. Um, but we love video games, and we it, have to we have to do it, things the correct way. Yeah, we can't just be reactionary. Yeah, about everything. Right. And that, yeah, that that applies to more than just these anything. Types of things. Oh, absolutely. Anything. Everything right now is so reactionary. You know, get it out. Yeah. Have the takeout within three seconds. It's like yeah, stop. It's more about quantity than quality. And you know, let's let's fix problems, but let's not shift the blame on things that don't need it. Well, it's like. I mean, not to throw a, a major video game news outlet. I don't want to throw them under the bus and say reported this week that Walmart was removing all their video games from their stores for sale, which is just which was wrong. Right. And the, the report they got, whether or not you think it could have said that is one thing. But if I got that piece of news, you're talking about how fast you have to push stuff out. So they, they hurried up and pushed it out. But if I got that piece of news, wait. This Walmart is removing a probably, you know, a billion dollar over a year revenue source and taking out their entire video games section. Maybe I should clarify that. Like, yeah. it's all about getting the news cycle out there, being the first to print. And don't get me wrong, I fall into that sometimes. I like having, if we, if we very rarely, but if we get some kind of, you know, ju- juicy story, I want to be the first one out there. I want to be the first one out there with a review. As long as it's past embargo, I want to be the first one out there with something, but it's just not, it, it, it's another piece of personal responsibility and corporate responsibility that we tend to ignore. And, and because our society is reactionary. Yeah. Any final thoughts? No. Be good to your fellow human. If you need to talk to somebody, do it. I hope this was enlightening in some way. I, I don't I, know. It's, never on this show you know, want to just repeat the same things that everyone's saying. But it, it's such an open ended thing. Like it's more about having the discussion than anything. You know, just and I think this is something that's important. I mean, you, right. you need to have these kind of talks instead of just saying, "Hey, this is the problem." This is how you get through these sort of things, and you know. There's no way to make sense of it, but, you know, you could just try and help it not happen again. The one thing I will say that I think people in general should take from this is, like, it's great to have these conversations, but if you're not willing to, like, voice them to your representatives and your local uh, officials and anybody who could be in charge of making these kinds of decisions, like, you're wasting your breath. I'm in a very unique situation where I, on a monthly basis at least, get to talk with both state and federal representatives from our area. And, like, this is not something that would not come up in a conversation with me, if possible. Um, And I'm in that unique position, but all of you have access to your representatives' phone numbers and stuff like that. Just tell them what you want. Not even just, like, if you're upset about something they said, just like, hey, I think we should have this rule or not have this rule or whatever. Um, representatives and, and elected officials get very few calls about substantive issues. So like you have these big national issues and I've literally heard representatives say like, I got six calls about that and I have 300,000 constituents or whatever. Right. Like it, you're, you're one of six people who actually took the time to call in. It matters to them, even if that's all they heard the six people yeah those six vote those six people are the only people they heard from in their demographic and that matters for sure 
And that's all I got. Yeah. And that's it for this episode. So I guess we're ending a little bit on a low note, but I don't think it's a low note. It's, a, it's, a, it's low and high. Anytime you can have civil conversation about about very important issues, it's not a low note to me. Difficult yeah. issues. Yeah. Difficult. yeah. I think I think that's what a, did I say? Well no, I was just Oh yeah. Okay. In addition to yeah. yeah. So thanks everybody for listening and we'd love to get your feedback, uh, especially on this episode, because I feel like there's it's it's good to talk about these things in a civil way. So a great place to do that is our Discord, handsomefandom.com slash Discord. Join up there. We have a channel to talk about this show specifically. So let us know what you think. Uh, handsomefandom.com slash Discord. If you want to help us out financially, uh, you can use our Amazon affiliate link, handsomefandom.com slash Amazon. You can just buy whatever you want. It gives a little percentage to us. Helps us out. And that's it. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week, same time as usual same bat channel that's right see you guys later